It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day, every day. All right, guys, we welcome you aboard to episode number 250 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. I hope you have a great weekend whenever you listen to this and um, wherever you might be. Be safe out there. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Again, we appreciate everything you do if you're a good dad and you take care of your kids and you do the right thing as much as you possibly can and you pay your bills, your child support, whatever it might be. You take care of your kids. You spend time with your kids, whatever the situation might be. Uh, Those are the dads we want to certainly salute, not the ones that shy away from responsibility and don't do the right thing. So I'll just leave it at that so we don't get too deep in the woods on that. But a happy Father's Day weekend uh, to all the dads uh, out there. All right, let's start with this. Uh, The Redskins announced some changes to their personnel department, and we're going to run down the list and kind of tell you what some of it means uh, in just a second. But first, here is the announcement uh, from the Redskins, which they did, again, make official in a press release. Uh, They promoted college area scouts Cole Spencer and David Whittington to national scouts, along with elevating Matt Evans to the role of college scout in the Southeast region. That's important. Uh, Also, the team named former Blesto scout Harrison Richer, the new scout for the uh, college draft in the Southwest region, uh, and also named former scouting assistant Peter Piccarelli, the new college scout in the Northeast region. Ron Rose, a scouting assistant since 2015, Ron Rose, a scouting assistant in 2018, the release says, has also been named the new Blesto Scout. He'll operate out of the Northeast region. Uh, The team then also hired Connor Berenger as a football strategy analyst and Tyler Claydor as a scouting assistant. Now, Berenger is uh, from ProFootballFocus.com. So this is an interesting hire from this standpoint, um, you know, in that he he joins the team from Pro Football Focus, uh, which kind of tells you it's a heavy analytic move. Uh, but as the, the press release kind of describes, he was tasked with breaking down game film, grading players for the subscription-based website. That's all it says but clearly teams are moving towards this. Uh, Again, the more data, the more information, the more analytics, it doesn't mean everything's right. A lot of people do not like profootballfocus.com because of their grading system. They disagree. I disagree at times. We've been very open about that. Again, I disagree that Ryan Anderson was the best graded redskin player. Do I think Ryan Anderson was as bad as people think? No, absolutely not. I watch all the games. 
I see the pressure that he puts on. I see the impact that he made on certain games, certain plays at certain times. Does that mean he was good enough? No. Does that mean that obviously the Redskins thought he wasn't good enough as a pass rusher? They went out and they traded their second-round pick this year and next year for Montez Sweat at the edge pass rushing situation. But the notion that Ryan Anderson is bad or is useless is incorrect, and it has been, and I don't understand why people uh, think like that. Is he good enough? No. Can he get better? Yes. Is he the top-graded Redskin player? No, probably not. Not in my eyes. Again, depending on what you value. But ProFootballFocus.com grades all of these players by the play, multiple analysts, regrading. You know, like, they don't just make this stuff up, guys. A lot of times when you're sitting on your couch or you're in a bar, you're not paying attention to what they're paying attention to. And you're not grading and scouting and analyzing what they're doing in those areas. Uh, And again... NFL teams have contracted and employed ProFootballFocus.com for years now, and now they're hiring their employees as scouting analysts and to help in certain areas. So what does that tell you? It tells you that NFL teams, while far, far, far from perfect, and we know the Redskins' track record, it tells you that NFL teams kind of respect and have a need for what they do, and it's more than just snap count. It's a lot of things that an NFL scouting staff and personnel staff needs. So that's one thing. Uh, Back to Cole Spencer, we've told you all offseason, or at least the last couple of months, several times on this podcast, uh, I put up a link to one on May 6th, I believe, was one I found in a Twitter search. I wasn't sure what the dates were, uh, about Cole Spencer being a name to keep an eye on uh, and – kind of wondering whether he would leave the Redskins or whether he would get a promotion. And from what I understand and what I've understood all along is that Cole Spencer did get the attraction of uh, several teams or at least one team. And those teams weren't able to recruit him for whatever reason there was, and I don't know the answer to that. Uh, And the Redskins promoted him again from – college scout in charge of the Southeast region, which is important, to now a national scout. He's entering his 10th season with the Redskins in 2019. Uh, And again, when Kyle Smith was promoted from heading up the Southeast region, which is Alabama, LSU, so on and so forth, you know, when Kyle Smith was promoted, Cole Spencer was chosen to replace him to head the Southeast region. So that, again, that tells you the lifeblood of the organization, the Alabama connection, the lifeblood in general of the organization, the college draft, what they think of Cole Spencer. Now, some Redskins fans are going to remember him only because he championed the cause of drafting his brother, Evan Spencer, a wide receiver and special teamer from Ohio State, who was a sixth round pick bust who didn't even make the roster. But remember, Evan Spencer had a concussion. So that was part of that deal. I mean, listen, you want to blame the guy for one, you know, bad recommendation? It's his brother. Uh, You know, the way I look at it is go kick rocks. Uh, So congratulations to Cole Spencer. It looks like he'll be staying uh, with the Redskins, barring something weird at this point. Uh, And again, we've told you about him being a hot name around the NFL. 
Uh, and certainly that is going to bring up the question of what happens not only with Kyle Smith, but what happens with Cole Spencer next year and moving forward in terms of their value and in terms of them being kind of boxed in a little bit. David Whittington, uh, who I've known uh, for several years, good man. Uh, he's also entering his 11th season with the Redskins in 2019, seven years as a college scout. He uh, did the Blesto stuff to start Southwest region. Um, most recently Southwest region uh, again, that's, you know, the Arizona's, uh, you know, all that Nevada, all that uh, Whittington was again, as I mentioned, Blesto scout. He replaced David Franklin, uh, Daryl Franklin, who's now with the Green Bay Packers uh, in that role. Uh, so again, he started off as an intern. So again, this is another promotion from within and guys staying within the organization. It's his 11th year upcoming in the Redskins organization. And as we told you, Matt Evans, who's entering his sixth season with the Redskins, uh, he has been the Northeast region scout from 2015 through 2018. He again now moves down to the Southeast region. Uh, and even the Redskins note in their press release, widely regarded as the most talent rich region in the country. And again, that's clearly, at least it has been for the Redskins, and because of that, the most important college area scout. So now that goes to Matt Evans, who continues to climb up the chain, uh, and he replaces Cole Spencer, who replaced Kyle Smith. So you kind of see where this is going, right? You kind of see where this is going. Uh, and we'll save the other details for the other guys. You can read the press release. We put it up uh, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. Uh, so you can read the whole thing. Uh, before we get to special teams coordinator Nate Katsor, who we caught up with in the media at Redskins Park on Tuesday for his first media availability with the Redskins, we want to tell you today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Uh, Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. And as always, make sure you check out the new Himalaya podcasting app. It's free. It's super easy to use. Every single podcast you love or you're searching for, make sure you find and download the Himalaya podcasting app on the App Store, Google Play Store. And don't forget to follow Locked on Redskins once you're there. And don't forget when you get in your car to tell your smart speaker device to play podcast Locked on Redskins. All right. This is episode number 250. Back in a flash with part one of Nate Katzer special teams coordinator of the Washington Redskins. Thanks for being with us. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right. We welcome you back. It is episode number 250. I am your host, Chris Russell. Before we get to part one of Nate Katzer, the Redskins' new special teams coordinator, we again tell you that today's show is brought to you in part by Grip6, ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it's a great Father's Day gift. Go to Grip6 right now, Grip6.com. They have a special offer for you at Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. That's Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. 
K-E. And again, check out the new Himalaya podcasting app. Episodic shareable playlist. Listeners can build podcast playlists by the episode. Customize it just like a playlist for songs and share it through social texts and emails as well. You can listen to the Locked on Redskins podcast, uh, Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Megaphone, Player FM, uh, and, of course, iTunes. All right, to Redskins Park for part one of special teams coordinator Nate Katzor, who met with the media on Tuesday as OTAs wrapped up. He, I think, as, as everyone that knows Jay, when I was interviewing, he was we are just having some banter, ice-breaking, and he was just messing with me, like, how do you say your name again? And he, he knew how to say it, but... <laughs> I've been married for a long time, and my wife's still practicing on saying it properly. <laughs> so don't feel bad if you butcher it. Uh, Coach, I'm curious about with uh, Terry McLaurin. We heard a lot about him with his speed and his skills as a receiver, but coming into the draft, I also heard a lot about his performance on special teams. What have you seen from him so far, and how do you think you can deploy a rookie in both receiver and on teams? That, very good question. So. Three of the most important traits playing special teams, smart, tough, and very fast, that checks the first three boxes, and he's got all of that. So what we're finding out with Terry is his, his play, obviously, covering all three of those traits at any level and running 4-3, being that speed we're talking about, we're just teaching him every position that he could possibly play and you really, with a player like that, have to almost save him from himself because he'll just keep going and going and going. And he, does, he only has one speed. So really, with a player like that that works so hard and is so blue-collar and talented, you just have to really pace him and only use him where needed. But in, when he's on the learning curve right now, he's probably getting a little more work than he normally will because he's getting, obviously, a, a good amount of reps on offense as well. But really. With a player like that, you just got to make sure they're not overdoing it because they'll do anything you ask, any way you want to do it, and they're just special people, and he's certainly one of those. How does your uh, system kind of differ from Ben Kotwika's, and what kind of habits and coaching points have you been trying to get your players up on in this first couple weeks that you've had them here? So most of the – I think Jay said this the other day. Most of our systems, there's a lot of carryover. Really what we're working on is the fundamentals – and we teach our fundamentals through drills. So anytime that we watch video, we want the drills we're doing on the field to actually show up in a game. And you'd be surprised that there's people that work on drills that don't show up in the game much. Or there may be a year where a certain drill doesn't show up or the situation doesn't come up. But really, there's a lot of carryover. But just teaching our language of our fundamentals through our drill work, that's really the only learning curve, what the guys are going through. And then, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I know most of the coaches in the NFL, and I, probably the, the, the difference in all of us is going to be personality. So if you go by the rule of thirds, if I'm here, I go somewhere else. As soon as I get there, a third of the guys are going to like me, and a third of the guys won't care, and a third probably won't. So that. With that being said, you've got to be who you are. And I am a, I am a believer in, as, as you grow in coaching, of trying to build bridges to players. I know that's more talked about in the last few years, not only in coaching, but in the business world with all the public speakers and motivating and social media. And I can get on and listen to any motivational speaker I want that spoke at IBM or other big companies and take all his quotes. So. With these players 
and, and kids today getting exposed to all those good motivational speakers nonstop. You got to challenge yourself as a coach to be pretty good from a personality standpoint and challenge yourself to build bridges to these guys. So I would say that that's what would be the difference in most of the coaches and our systems are going to be fairly similar. So there's a lot of carryover, and I'm just trying to stay within my personality and coach through that. So speaking of drills, uh, I was noticing you're using soccer balls today. Yes. Uh, you know, what, what's behind that, and what are some other things? That was like a punt block drill. And if I was a punter, I would be getting cut right now by Bruce because I got 68 punts blocked in a five-minute period. <laughs> so that either we got to get some new protectors or I got to get a better, faster operation time. But that, that was a, a punt block circuit where we work on finding the block point and actually you, you'd be surprised when you see players that work free in a rush and no one's touching them and they still miss. A lot of that is merely having your hands properly positioned and targeting the ball in the proper way. And that's what we work on in that drill. So where did that come from? Where'd you get that one? That, that's a drill that's actually been around a long time. One of the twists that we do on it is we have the guys leave from different angles to the, to the block point, and, and a lot of people do that too, but I'm just saying they need to learn that if they are approaching from a wider angle as opposed to right up the middle of the formation that you're going to approach the punter in a different manner. And really what happens is, and talking about drills, you can work drills and cementing that in their head because in special teams you're teaching a player how to play four different positions, not just running back or receiver or DB, those guys do their, what they call their everyday drills all the time. Well, we can't do that because we have to get in punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return. So those guys are playing four spots. So with a drill like that, showing game clips and doing it where you can reference it because you can't really do it enough to make uh, rope memory or muscle memory, so you really have to hammer it in, and that's why a, a drill is such a great picture to communicate with the players. So I'm going to refer to that drill a lot. So if we're playing a preseason game and someone comes free, then I'll say, that's like that drill we did with the soccer balls and the volleyballs. You approach from the C gap, take this angle, put your hands like this, and imagine me sitting there. Unfortunately, that guy back there in the preseason is going to be better than me. <laughs> Nate, I think you guys were 25th in yards per punt return last year. How big of an emphasis is it to get better there, and how can you guys get better there? Yes, well, so much of the return game, and I know you, you all know this stuff, but just you asked the question. So the return game has a lot to do with the, the person back there because there, there are people that are gifted and you don't block a soul and they catch it and get yards. There are people that make great decisions. There are people that are conservative and only catch the ball and return it when they have a lot of room and fair catch it anytime someone's close. So even the, the returnable punts that they catch vary. So it starts with that guy. If you, you could have an aggressive guy that, that might get tackled for a zero game because he was taking a chance and the very next time he does it that first guy misses him and he goes for 40 and you were chewing him out on the one before for not fair catching it. So some of those guys that are a little bit of risk takers are, are pretty good returners too and the conservative guys can be as well. So it starts with that person. You got to catch the punt first, make a good decision. Then the blocking. 
So you could, and this is something that you have to sell to players when you're in, in my shoes. You can, I, if you guys were my punt return team, and we have this great scheme, and we're going to do this, and you're selling everyone on that scheme, and you go out and play someone, and they hit you five punts that hang five seconds and are 45 yards, you're fair catching every single one of those. If we're on offense, and I want to run power, I want to run wide zone, I'm going to call it. And if they blitz, then we're going to have an RPO or a check or something like that. But in the kickoff and punt return game, you get what you get in terms of the kick. So matching all that stuff up is a challenge. And that's why when you're in our position as special teams coaches, getting those guys to keep busting their butt and keep blocking and keep believing. So when you get that low hang time punt in the middle of the field, hopefully you've got the right call on. So that's the challenge of that is really matching up the blocking with a good returner. And the better the returner is, it makes the blocking better. All right, once again, that is part one of Redskins Special Teams Coordinator Nate Katzer meeting with the media. Part two will come up on episode number 251. We thank him for his time. Seems like a good guy. Don't know how great of a coach he is, but players seem to like him already, and certainly he was very good with the media, uh, so we wish him uh, the very best. Back in a flash uh, with uh, Skins Stories, a new little feature that we debuted just recently, hashtag Skins Stories with an email from a good listener uh, from overseas. And as well, we will put the finishing touches on this episode. Thanks for being with us on episode number 250 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Happy Father's Day weekend. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. And we're back right here on episode number 250 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Once again, I am your host, Chris Russell. You can follow me individually on Twitter at Russellmania621. Make sure you follow the podcast, though, at Locked Redskins. At Locked Redskins is the way you go check that out. All right. Uh, and again, don't forget to support our sponsors and our partners, Hotels.com, Grip6 Belts, Himalaya, uh, and, of course, listen to the podcast on pretty much any available outlet, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Megaphone, Player FM, and, of course, Himalaya. All right, so I wanted to share this. I, I asked uh, for this on the heels of uh, Bobby, who is serving uh, still our country uh, over in Germany uh, earlier in the week. Um, and I had kinda, it, it had kind of spurred from an idea that I had after Memorial Day. Uh, to honor um, veterans, 
and people that have served in the military uh, that are Redskins fans that are maybe still serving in the military that are living overseas because, like Bobby, they work for the military. Uh, he works for the uh, U.S. Army still uh, in Germany, I believe it was. And, um, you know, I, I, I came up with this, as weird as it is, hashtag skins stories, meaning basically what I was asking for, and it wasn't just about the military, but it was rooted from the military uh, and how you became a Redskins fan. Uh, and I wanted you guys to get interactive and I wanted you guys to feel like you had a voice in the show uh, and something that we could do during a somewhat slower time uh, of the podcast. So I asked you to hashtag uh, skins stories on Twitter, hashtag skins stories, spelled S-K-I-N-S, of course, and stories, S-T-O-R-I-E-S. Or you could email me at Russellmania. 09 at gmail.com. That's Russellmania09 at gmail.com. I guess you don't need the ad. I always do that. I don't know why. So used to kind of speaking in Twitterverse at, uh, but just Russellmania09 at gmail.com and kind of, you know, again, subject heading skin stories just so I see it easier and I remember. And Mark Porter uh, wrote in, uh, earlier this week, so I wanted to get to his skins story. Again, you want to share yours, Russellmania09 at gmail.com or hashtag on Twitter, skins stories, Russellmania09 at gmail.com uh, is the easiest way perhaps to do it. He says, uh, Mark does. Hi, Russell. Love the podcast. All the info with no flab. Much appreciated. Uh, a lot of times on the radio, I have lots of flab, trust me, uh, and maybe elsewhere. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate that, Mark. Uh, I'm a 47-year-old UK-based Redskin fan who has been a fan since I was 12 years old and the UK coverage began. I can go on and on forever about the great players, Joe Gibbs, but I'll try to keep this brief. I have played the game in the UK league. He broke his back when he was 29 on kick return coverage as a linebacker. Yikes. Hence the reason why the NFL, uh, part of the reason why the NFL wants to give uh, the kick return game uh, kind of neutralized at as much as they possibly can. Mark goes on to say uh, he joined the Washington Redskins UK Supporters Club in the mid-90s and even had a regular column in the fanzine uh, entitled Porter's Extra Point. <clears throat> he said his first game in D.C. was a win over the New York Giants in 1999. Uh, Marco Coleman ran a fumble recovery back in for six, and he met Gary Clark, been a number of times uh, over the years including a certain uh, Alex Smith's rookie year for the Niners when he looked awful. He says his brother now lives in D.C. and has done uh, approximately so for 17 years, but he's a Steelers fan. He says, Mark does, the team has been a huge part of my life. I believe we had a great draft this year, and we have a core of players that suggest some good times are just down the road. He said, I'll mention just one player as an ex-linebacker, because I believe he is often an, uh, unfairly overlooked by the fan base, and that player is Marcus Patton, the Iron Man. Never missed a down in his four years as a Redskin and led uh, the NFL in tackles every single year. Had it not been for the front office uncertainty during the Dan Snyder era, I'd like to believe he would have finished his career with us rather than the Chiefs. And Mark signs off. Great job. Keep it up, mate. Hashtag HT. T-R. Mark, thank you very much for the note. 
love some of your points, love your passion, I love your enthusiasm. Uh, I wasn't here when Marcus Patton was here, so I didn't get to cover him. I didn't get to know him, but certainly I know the player uh, and I know what he did. Uh, and certainly, again, front office instability and uncertainty has led to a lot of problems. Let's just put it that way in general. And All right, that's going to do it for us. If you have a Skins story, hashtag it Skins story, or just email me, russellmania 9 at gmail.com. Thanks to Mark for sharing his. Uh, over in the UK, you can share yours. And again, don't forget to follow the podcast at Locked, uh, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, and as well, all of our NFL news and coverage from all teams uh, at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for more than just the Redskins, all of the NFL. Have a great Father's Day weekend wherever you might be and whenever you are listening. This is episode number 250 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.